Hello everyone, Zach here from News to Reviews. Just a quick message before we jump on into the podcast. You may notice immediately that we had uh, some technical difficulties this week. It was our first time testing out two microphones and unfortunately I did not set up my microphone correctly. So you'll hear lovely crispy audio from Lockie but not from me. Uh, Please bear with us, it will just be for this episode uh, next week, everything should be back to normal. Thank you, and uh, yeah, let's get on to the games. Hello and welcome to News to Reviews, your source for video game news every single week and impressions on the latest games coming out, and just, you know, whatever the hell we happen to be playing at the moment. My name is Zach, and I'm sitting here, as I am every week, with my co-host, Lockie. How you doing, Lockie? I'm doing very well, Zach. What have you been up to over the week? How's your week been? Oh, fuck me. I have had a real roller coaster of a week. Um, A lot of life admin bullshit dealing with um, surgeons for medical issues. Um, dealing with uh, administrative staff for businesses that I think are sort of on the way out in terms of sort of restructuring. Um, you can definitely feel it when they're uh, telling you that they're overworked and you're just trying to get a simple quote. Okay, so so you're finally going to get the uh, embryo of your twin that's attached to your face removed? Uh, exactly. So, I mean, uh, my, my beautiful baby brother slash sister is... Um, you know, it means the world to me, but I do have to acknowledge that they have been dead in utero the entire time. So at this point, when I keep talking to them, expecting to hear something back, um, I have to acknowledge that that's something that other people in the same room may not be comfortable with hearing. And I think it's it's for the best for me to move on and also allow them to um, really rest. I think I, I've been sort of... Uh, by not burying them, I think I have allowed their their spirit to remain in the between world restless. You're gonna you're gonna have a poltergeist situation <laughs> if you're not careful. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, don't, you don't want that happening. But look, I said to you, you, you can barely even notice it. You know what I mean? Like it's barely got any hair on it and anything like that. It's it's so undeveloped. Oh, it just I, has I, I, one I just, tooth. I just leave it. You know what I mean? It's just got one tooth. I mean, like you know, there's not much to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, uh, uh, as, as wonderful as this, this uh, chat is, I think uh, this week we should probably jump into the gaming news now because we have a big, fat, juicy week of news. Mm-hmm. You might also notice, guys, that we sound a little bit different today. It's our first time testing our two microphones, so, you know, we, we're just going to see how it goes. So, yeah, going uh, full professional today. Yeah. And then, speaking of full professional, our first news story, we are going international. Oh, lay it on me, Zach. Yeah, well, it's not as, uh, I, I guess I've, I've hyped it up uh, to make it sound <laughs> sound a bit happier than yeah. what it actually is. It's actually, what am I fucking dealing with this week? Yeah, it's not, not, a, not a very happy story. Look, I, I think to... Give context to this story. I should give a brief overview of what's happening right now in Hong Kong and the protests that are happening there at the moment. Uh, so this article comes out of BBC News. Look, I, I think everyone should do their own research on these protests to 
come up with our own conclusions. I've, I've done a looking around, a lot of looking around, and I just found this uh, this article sort of uh, sums things up uh, briefly and succinctly. But as I said, yeah, do your own research. Now, so this article comes from BBC News. The extradition bill, which triggered the first protests in Hong Kong, was introduced in April of 2019. It would have allowed for criminal suspects to be extradited to mainland China under certain circumstances. Opponents said this risks exposing Hong Kongers to unfair trials and violent treatment. They also argued the bill would give China greater influence over Hong Kong Mm -hmm. and could be used to target activists and journalists. Hundreds of thousands of people took to the streets after weeks of protests, leader Carrie Lan, that's the, the leader of Hong Kong, mm. eventually said the bill would be suspended indefinitely. Now, protesters feared the bill would be revived, so like it, it's basically like putting it on the back burner, basically. Yeah. So it's still, it, it, it's not saying no forever, but it, they're not putting it up for a vote. Yeah. So anyway, protesters feared the bill could be revived, so demonstrations continued, calling for it to be withdrawn completely. The bill was finally withdrawn in September. The protests have often escalated into violent clashes. Mm. By then, clashes between police and protesters have become more frequent and more violent with injuries on both sides and scores of people arrested. Shit. So, Zach, it's gotten worse after September and the bill's been suspended. Yeah, as I said, yeah, the the protests started back in April, so this has been going on for a long time, and they, they really, though, started to escalate in June when the bill was uh, actually coming up for a vote. Mm. So, yeah, they, they got their initial uh, demand with, with them getting rid of the bill in, in September. But over time, it had it, such, become such a big deal that demands had changed. So to continue on anyways, in July, protesters stormed Parliament, defacing parts of it. Also in July, a mass mob armed with sticks suspected to be tried gangsters assaulted mm pro-democracy protesters and passers-by inside the Yunlong station far from the city centre. So people have suspected that those people could have been hired by China, but then there is a lot of pro-China support in Hong Kong as well. Mm. So as I said, do your own research. Mm. So in in August, one protester was injured in the eye, leading to demonstrators wearing red-coloured eye patches to show their solidarity. Protest action at Hong Kong International Airport in August also saw renewed clashes and led to hundreds of flights being cancelled. So now as for the demands of the protesters, they have changed to the following. Uh, withdrawal of the riot description used about the protests. So in in Chinese media, mm. uh, they're referring to the protests as riots, and I think in Hong Kong media as well, because a lot of that, I think, is sort of influenced by China as oh, well. Oh, okay. So that's from their standpoint, they're sort of saying these are peaceful protests we're, we're not rioting. Yeah. We're which, not. for the most, mostly they have yeah. been peaceful, but there, there has also been violence as well, which yeah. happens with, I think, a lot of long-term protests that yeah. are clashing with the police in general. Uh, yeah. So the other demands were amnesty for all arrested protesters, an independent inquiry into alleged police brutality, and universal suffrage for the elections of the chief executive and legislative council in Hong Kong's parliament. Some also want the resignation of Carrie Lam, the leader of uh, Hong Kong at the moment, whom they view as Beijing's puppet. It's not clear if scrapping the bill will end the protest. Some opponents see the move as too little too late. So, yeah, so these uh, these protests have continued 
uh, still to this day and have spread across the world. There's been protests in UK, France, US, Canada and Australia here as well. So, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a massive issue at the moment, but how does this relate to video games, you might ask? Well, I was wondering that. I didn't want to seem like a callous monster because it does sound like Hong Kong and China are obviously going through quite a tricky situation yes. at the moment. Um, yes. And I do feel, you know, um, I feel bad for it. But how do we get this back back to games? So, yeah, the, the way that re- this relates to video games, as this is a uh, video game podcast, is uh, the, I think it's, it's best said by uh, this article out of Kotaku by Luke Plunkett, pro Hearthstone player named uh, Chung N. I don't know how to pronounce this. N. G. Y. A pro Hearthstone player from Hong Kong entered a stream earlier this week with a statement of support for those engaged in months-long protests against local police and government. So yeah, he's a local Hong Kong person. Yeah, okay. Because of this, Blizzard ruled that he violated competition rules and have handed out a heavy punishment. So what was the punishment, Zach? So in the stream, uh, I'll, I'll go a little bit over just what he did so you All just right. get a little bit, bit more of an idea. In the stream, part of the broadcast of the Asia-Pacific Grandmasters, Blitzchung wore a mask similar to those worn by the protesters and said, liberate Hong Kong, revolution of our age. I'll tell you now uh, what the punishment was. Blitzchung's mm. punishment is an immediate removal from Grand Masters, which was the uh, tournament he was in, mm. uh, a withholding of prize money for his participation and a ban from participating in Hearthstone Esports for 12 months beginning from October 5th, 2019. Jesus. So because he was, um, in a sense, politicising that gaming platform that's why he got removed i'll say the i'll tell you the rule that they say he violated so this is in the uh, grandmaster official competition rules yeah engaging in any act that in blizzard's sole discretion brings you into public disrepute offends a portion of or group of the public Mm. or otherwise damages blizzard's image will result in removal from grandmasters and reduction of the player's prize total to zero dollars usd in addition to other remedies which may be provided for under the handbook and Blizzard's website terms. So okay. basically that rule gives them blanket blanket control to be able to just yeah really yeah, like it, it's such a um it's 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 such a broad, a broad sort mm. of uh, rule it yeah. could really be covering anything cuz yeah. they can claim that anything has offended a portion of society and yeah. has affected Blizzard ne- negatively really. Yeah, absolutely and I I, I th- think that i guess that's probably the intention behind that role is to have like a nice blanket statement of well if you say anything that we don't agree with that pisses us off or places us in any form of public risk we have the right to say um thanks for buying our product and um you know engendering all of this great public interest but fuck off bye yeah well yeah they're a private company they have the right to do what they want at the the end of the day but in saying that yeah people are Pissed. Mm. They're not happy right now. Yeah. Because it, okay. So I should give I should give a little bit of context. Activision Blizzard is five percent owned by the Chinese company Tencent. Okay. So now Tencent is uh, is heavily tied to the state, as in as is any massive Chinese company. Mm. Uh, really, you can't be a, a billion dollar Chinese company without being in the in the uh, in the absolute control of the state, basically the way it works over mm. there. Okay. So people are upset that uh, the 
Chinese state is in a way censoring someone's freedom of speech during a broadcast or punishing someone for expressing their opinion and censoring them. Yeah, well, and the scary part there is I I think in China that's quite common. They don't have quite as um, strong levels of sort of free speech as most Western countries would sort of see it. Yeah, well, that, that, that's why people are so upset about this. China does not have a stellar human rights record. Mm. Uh, there's been intelligence out of there that they have cl- harvested organs of political prisoners. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, they currently have their, their Muslim minority in their in uh, education camps. I'm using inverted oh. commas here. Mm. Basically concentration camps because they're trying to better acclimate them to the Chinese state or way to, way of life. So, Well, Zach, I'm kind of terrified right now because I don't want to piss off big China because it sounds like they're doing some scary shit. They probably have, yeah, microchips in our, in our microphones right now and listening to everything we say. Yeah, but that, that, is, that is a common thing in China. They, they have a secret police over there. Just similar to like what the Nazis had back in the day with the SS. Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly. And if you, you know, if you make a comment that's disparaging of the government, you can just disappear, and you know, no one will ever see you again. Probably oh. the person you texted that that comment to. No one will ever see. They, they have a social credit system there right now. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. Where where so yeah you've heard they've got a mm. uh, uh, artificial intelligence and, and algorithms working together with facial recognition and their massive amounts of cameras and then surveillance equipment around there mm. and monitoring everyone 24-7 and keeping a social credit score, which can affect whether or not uh, uh, what kind of education your family has available to, to them. They can uh, cancel your passport. It affects what medical care you're able to get. So essentially, Big Brother's watching. If you do anything wrong, mm. you will be punished. Yeah, I think that's... um. It sounds like China is um, starting to venture into a very controlling state um, and a lot of Western literature, you know, any sci-fi, well, not any sci-fi, but most sci-fi novels that you read as a kid in school, basically telling you, oh, these are all the cautionary tales if you get too controlling as a government and all that jazz. Um, it sounds like China's actually legitimately um, trying to roll out in some way or another, um, particularly with that um, the social credit system. Uh, I would be fucking terrified to um, exist in a society like that where I couldn't feel like I could talk about certain things without being completely having your life completely ruined. Although I do understand on the other side of things, there are some things that are harmful to other people that, you know, shouldn't necessarily be said. And I think um, definitely if you're just being a dick on the air and getting a lot of voice that way, that's also a problem. Yeah, so that's 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 where this starts all getting uh, sort of interesting. I, I think so. That that was just for a bit of context for you to see why people are so upset about this. You know, a, a, an authoritarian government appearing to be censoring an American company, and you know how Americans are with free speech. They're obviously not going to be too happy about this. There's been a couple of Republican senators who have come out and 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 condemned Blizzard. There have been, uh, it was like 20 or 30 Blizzard employees staged a walkout during the week. Mm. Uh, they had uh, Blizzard employees who, the, Blizzard as part of their um, their motto or whatever has, you know, 
you know, it's, it's some, something like respect everyone's opinion or, you know, every opinion yeah. matters or something like that. Oh, okay. Well, that's definitely not a... Uh... <laughs> exactly right. So the, the staff have gone there and, you know, covered yeah. up that portion and taken a photo and yeah. they've got someone else to post it on Instagram <laughs> so they don't lose right. their fucking job. So, yeah, uh, Blizzard, people are too happy with them. Oh, and I, I forgot to mention that not only uh, did that uh, Hearthstone player get banned, but the two shoutcasters, the streamers, who, funnily enough, the stream was coming out of Taiwan, which, yeah. uh, <laughs> if you know what, what China thinks of Taiwan, you can imagine they already weren't too happy about that. Anyway, uh, yeah, those, those two streamers, they had no idea that he was going to put on the mask, no idea what he was going to say. Mm. When he did it, they hid underneath their desks oh, and then cut to a commercial. Yeah. Those streamers were both fired. Jesus. They said they were not oh. going to renew their contracts anymore or oh, no longer be working no. with those streamers. Oh, fuck. So, That's yeah, Blizzard, like, like, look, it's one thing for this dude who'd signed their rule book and said, you know, that they are a private company and they have the right to do what they want to, to that, to, you know, yeah. essentially, you know, it's, it's their rules that they set and they set them broad for a reason so that they can get rid of whatever. I don't agree with it. Mm. I, 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 I don't agree with their decision to, to punish him like this, but it, it, at the end of the day, they're a private company and they can do that. But the two shoutcasters, they were just there, you know, like it'd yeah. be like if, you know, you, you were, you're at a bank and you're putting in a deposit and then someone runs in and fucking robs the place yeah. and they throw you in jail as well. Yeah. <laughs> I was just here at the time. Yeah, I, yeah, you're totally right. It sounds like a lot of collateral damage. That's, that's absolutely fucked up. And it sounds like, um, I mean, I can sort of, I can sort of understand, you know, I don't necessarily agree or disagree with what Blizzard's doing because I can sort of appreciate from their standpoint, um, you know, they're a money making business. They exist in a capitalist society. Also, you know, Hong Kong versus China sort of political dissent is probably not what Blizzard really wants to have, uh, you know, have associated with their brand. They're kind of about games. So I get that. But like for them to act, you know, what sounds like people who had absolutely nothing to do with the political side of things, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, and, and and there's just so much money and stuff involved that makes it so much more muddled. Like right now, Activision Blizzard is trying to get Call of Duty into the Chinese market. Isn't it already? No. Oh, okay. So it's it's such a massive market over there. Like yeah. they, well, yeah, they want to be in that market. Like yeah. Maybe maybe it's just the mobile version, but I'm pretty sure no, that they're not. Chinese heavily yeah. censors games. There's a lot of lot of games that they just don't even have there. Shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, look, I, I'm going to say um, caveat for everyone. I I know fuck all about China and what's going on in China. So you know, I'm 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 just some white Australian dickhead that knows a very narrow scope of the world. I have had Chinese friends throughout my life or Chinese background friends and, um, you know, know a little bit, but yeah, this is all fucking news to me. Well, that, well, look, this is a video game news podcast. So really I only gave that story before just to give a bit more context to the Mm. whole thing. Do your own research. We are not political journalists. No, certainly not that. So, yeah, definitely, um, you know, my, my strongest professional response is, ah, this is pretty fucked. It, it's, it's disturbing, especially because this, this isn't the first time that a, a game has been censored for Chinese audiences when, uh, I believe, uh, Ra- uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege 
that that was going to be released on the Chinese market. And because of that, they were going to remove uh, certain symbols and images that were in the game. And there was a big backlash by gamers because they were going to just do it across the board in, in everyone's games. And I think they end up just creating a censored one for the Chinese market and a separate one mm. for everyone else, basically. Okay, so my question is, do you know like what sort of stuff that China wanted to censor? There's, uh, some of it's uh, cultural, like they don't like uh, skeletons apparently and skulls. Oh. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm not, I'm not sure why. But, but is that like a religious or you know, is that a that's a sensitivity thing or? I'm I'm not too sure. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know about that. I do know there was a indie game that had some image. It was like of Winnie the Pooh or something like that. And uh, skull Winnie the Pooh, dead dead rotting corpse Winnie the Pooh. Just a regular old Winnie the Pooh, but Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Because I, I, I would kind of be interested in playing a game with a rotting corpse of Winnie the Pooh. I think it might have been a horror game, but the reason why it, it, it was censored in China, and the reason why is because yeah. Winnie the Pooh is a banned image in China. You're not allowed on China's special like Facebook and social media over there. <laughs> You're not allowed to share any images of Winnie the Pooh because oh, no. the the, the uh, Almighty President over there was compared to. Winnie the Pooh in some photos and memes. Oh no! And he's super sensitive about it. Apparently, oh. so old yeah, Xi Jinping does oh. not appreciate the older Winnie the Pooh photos. Oh, poor president! He looks like a thing. I guess that thing can't exist anymore in this world. That's a shame. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Well, that's that's kind of concerning if that's the sort of rationale of leadership we're dealing with but okay like blizzard's uh argument has been basically what you know I, i've been saying to you anyway you know the whole private company thing they, they said uh while we stand by one's right to express individual thoughts and opinions Did players and other participants that uh, that elect to participate in our esports competitions must abide by the official competition rules and look it's just a a typical corporate tactic to be able to just you know, take responsibility away from themselves. They don't have to pick a side because they made it against the rules to have a side in the first place. Mm. It, it makes sense if you're a business why you would do that. But since yeah. this happened, obviously there's been all this backlash. Literally every news outlet has had stories about it. Uh, th- there was also another controversy with the NBA over in, over in the United States. Uh, one of the coaches or, a, or someone who owned a team tweeted out in support of Hong Kong and then, he deleted that tweet and, and a bunch of players came out against the comment. So people were upset about that as well. And I, I think the NBA a little bit more because, you know, it's like an American institution and it's censoring themselves for China. Mm. And it, yeah, so it, it just, it really spread around and, and Blizzard was just getting some, some terrible press because of this. So finally, eventually, uh, at, at the end of the week after just days of silence, uh, they, they came out with a, a statement. Now, I, I did read that statement. I'm not going to read the statement back to you because it is the most corporate fucking says nothing but a whole bunch of shit, mm. piece of shit thing I've ever read in my life. Look, if you're trying to fall asleep at night, you know, if it's, you know, one o'clock and you keep looking at your phone and you can't fall asleep, maybe give this a read because it's just so dry. And, <laughs> the, the, the crux of it is they just said that the, you know, they they stand by people's right to say what they want. However, he broke the rules, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And look, I get that argument to some degree because say someone got on there with a political opinion that, that me personally, and I imagine a lot of other people won't like, you know, someone 
goes, gets up in a stream and holds up a Nazi insignia and goes, women shouldn't be able to drive and vote. <laughs> you know, I love how you connected. I love how you used a Nazi symbol as that, and it's about like, and it's about women because it's just, uh, it's just so disconnected. I love it. Oh, dude, oh, oh, dude, all oh, right, man, fucking, they, they don't respect women very much. The, the Nazis yeah. pretty much saw them as just Ooh. you know baby makers and whatnot. Really? No, oh, the shit. Nazis were like a, a woke community. No, no, yeah, that's you, that's definitely true. Do you think Ava Braun wanted to be with Hitler? That, that's true. I, I, I guess I, I don't know that much about Nazi Germany. I just know it from the you know, from the, the Jews and the religious standpoint. So, yeah, so they targeted not only races and religions, but they also targeted women. Anyway, so, yeah, basically, yeah, so they, they kind of stuck to their own guns, but they they basically said that they didn't handle the situation yeah. properly. So now they've given him back uh, his prize money and reduced the suspension to six months, and the shoutcasters are now only going to be given a six-month suspension. But look, I, I still uh, think well, those shoutcasters yeah. should not have got punished at all. Their reasoning for punishing yeah. them was because they said they didn't bring the conversation back to the tournament. Yeah, so they weren't able to to subtly re-divert this extremely explosive political discourse back to the tournament. They reacted probably similarly to how most execs for <laughs> Blizzard were doing at the time. Oh, it, it, it's such a weird thing because it even feels like something that a tyrannical government would do, you know what I mean? Like, all right, this person, you know, you, you lose all your money and you're banned for a year and these two users are in the room, you guys lose your jobs, you know what I mean? It just yeah. doesn't sound like something that a reasonable person would do and they even said themselves, yeah, like it was not a reasonable reaction. But yeah, it wasn't. It was obviously handled extremely poorly. Probably a lot more people got fired in that company involved in how it was handled as well. So you don't know whether or not it's like a... You don't know whether or not the people who were in the power um, were aware that they were doing a fucked up thing at the time or if that's just fundamentally how that organization works and everyone's just sort of a little bit, you know, trigger happy with ready to, you know, um, fire anybody over anything. Yeah, well, it sounded like the staff at the very least weren't happy with the whole situation, but at the mm. end of the day, it's not up to them, is it? It's, it's, it's coming from far above them. But yeah, no, it's a it's it's a sucky situation. It's, look, I, I understand why they they had to punish him in the end because, as I said, you know, if it was someone spreading political ideas that you know we don't like and they got a year suspension and lost their money, mm. we'd be like, yeah, they deserve it. But at the end of the day, like, to it's a political opinion, mm. and they can't if, if they just don't punish him at all then they could have, you know, every second stream someone's yelling out some kind of random political opinion and it would, it would detract from, from their tournament. So, look, yeah. I, I do get that they do have to punish punish him to some degree. I don't disagree with that. As I said, yeah, the, the streamers, they shouldn't have been punished. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, that seems just cruel because <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing really to pin them to. There's no potential wrong that they really did other than just being there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah no, crazy. So... Yeah. yeah, video games in the in the international news this week. So, yeah, it's, as I said, it's been a big, fat, fat, juicy week for news. The next thing I have to talk about is the big, fat, juicy, juicy new console coming next year oh, fuck, by yes. Sony. So, I don't know what the fuck is happening at Sony right yeah. now. They had a state of play at the end of September... And, you know, they had this la- this great gameplay trailer for The Last of Us Part 2. And I was like, you know, what, what, whatever, that's great. Mm. And then just, you know, they released some some PlayStation 5 details in a Wired article that I talked about 
uh, last week. And now this week, there's been another massive drop of info on the new PS5. All at Wired again. I, I don't know what's going on, what deal they've made with Wired. Like, they, they, you know, they didn't yeah. go to E3 and they're not, they're probably not doing PSX this year, but yeah. why they wouldn't do it in their own state of plays? Like, the state of plays are kind of like Nintendo Directs, if you know. Oh, like, uh, I see. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so Zach is feeding off on me having this blank, vacant stare on my face, um, and and that's why he's explaining it because yeah, I have I have no fucking clue about about that beyond um, E3. Uh, I didn't even know that companies had their own sort of showcase. Yeah, I I, I think Microsoft has one as well too. But yeah, oh, that's gonna be a depressing affair. Fuck, <laughs> fuck. Not much to talk about. Uh, yeah, it'd be a quiet one. To be honest, I think Microsoft has actually been making some good moves lately. Oh, like they've, okay. uh, what they're doing with their Game Pass is great, which is actually available in Australia, unlike PS Now. What the fuck, Sony? Like, give us some shit. <laughs> so it's called PS Not Now at the moment. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah PS Never in Australia. Fucking PS, PS When, maybe. But yeah, like the, the Game Pass and the, the studios they've bought recently, I think they've made some great decisions there, oh, like okay. buying, um, buying Obsidian. Who are coming out with uh, uh, the Outer Worlds seen. this yeah. month, which yeah. we will all be covering. Will you be playing Outer Worlds? I, I is Obsidian the gaming company that Pillars uh, did Pillars of Eternity? I'm not sure off the top of my head. I do know they did Fallout New Vegas, and they did uh, they make a lot of RPGs for other people in their series. So yeah, okay. yeah, they did New Vegas for Bethesda, which a lot of people yeah. say has the best Fallout story of all time. Yeah. And it, oh, they yeah, also did the uh, first um, South Park game, The Stick of Truth. Mm. And uh, look, yeah, the, the gameplay wasn't amazing, but I thought it was... A, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that game. Yeah, I, I I fucking loved it as well. It was so great to listen to. Um, it was the funniest thing ever. It felt like a, a, a real season of South Park and like old-style comedy too, not like the shit that you're listening to now. Um, it, you know, oh, seriously, I, I can't watch Modern South Park anymore. It's no good. Yeah, it's not good. It just yeah. gets that one joke yeah. and just really just hands yeah. it into the ground, you know? It's yeah. Like- and that was a lot of fun. The interactive side of the game, great, but it just felt very, very basic. And look, it's designed for a different type of consumer base. If you don't play a lot of RPGs and you're new to it, it's the best fucking game to enter into because it's, you know, it's easy to grasp a hold of, a lot of fun. But for someone who plays a shit ton of those, you start to get really bored if it's not challenging, and it was the most basic game. My whole point, anyway, though, was, yeah. is I think a good purchase getting Obsidian. You yeah, know? And I think that's a smart move to make. They're going to get exclusives now made by Obsidian, and I, I think they're good game makers. They also bought uh, Ninja Theory as well, too, who are behind Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. I'm not sure if you played that one. No, I haven't played it. I've heard good things. Yeah, look, I had great things, too, and I played it, and I fucking hated it. Oh, okay. Look, it's not not the worst game ever, but I try to I try to replay it for a platinum. Oh yeah. Oh, it's just it's one of those stories where the story is actually telling you something that's already happened, just in dialogue and sort of these weird trippy half flashback things. Uh, so, okay. yeah. In reality, you're just finding out something that's already happened when you're playing through the game, rather than playing through your own character's story. And I I, I just found it incredibly boring the puzzles were terrible they were just lining up images the that as i said to the stories but the, the the sound design was fantastic it looked pretty good and the voice acting and the the the, the capture the facial capture yeah was incredible but just 
you know, I need to have the game actually be fun to play as well too. You know what I mean? I don't want to watch an eight-hour fucking boring movie. Yeah. Just like crappy gameplay in between. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. No, no, that concludes our review, our <laughs> video game component review for this week. Um, uh, South Park Stick of Truth. Um, uh, eight out of ten if you are new to the genre. Uh, six out of... Um, a thousand cats if you are um, an old school gamer like me and you're just watching it for a decent season of South Park. <laughs> How's that? Bonus review in the middle of the That's right. Oh, we, oh, we say we nothing don't from. give you a lot of content. That's right. We're always shaking it up structurally, you know, <laughs> trying new things. So, pay S5 details. So, um, yeah, this, this, as I said before, this article is out of Wired. Good old Peter Rubin again. Must be best mates with Jim Ryan, the the CEO of of Sony Interactive Entertainment. So now the first quote of interest here is, there is ray tracing acceleration in the GPU hardware, he says, which I believe is a statement that people were looking for. So now... Oh, yeah, you got to have that ray tracing. Mm. Exactly. Now, what people were concerned about is the initial announcement they asked if, you know, they, they announced it was going to be ray tracing and 8K and everyone's like, well, yeah, that sounds great, but, you know, will it be something that they're sort of building into the software in it? It's not real ray tracing, you know what I mean? It's something that making it look like ray tracing. But no, it's going to be built into the GPU hardware, uh, which is good news for people who are who are real tech heads, you know? Yeah, well, Zach, for people like me who have no idea what ray tracing is, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, yeah, shit, sorry. Yeah, no, I better, better explain ray tracing. So ray that? tracing is just a new way of uh, projecting light in-game. So rather than, than than putting the lights around, they actually have control over the, uh, the, the rays of light and the directions they're going. It just makes the... You'd be surprised yeah. how much the improving the lighting improves the okay. visual aspects of the game. And it also makes reflections and stuff look a lot clearer and things like that so yeah I've, I've seen um it's worth looking up there's like a youtube clip of minecraft where they put ray tracing on it yeah it looks so weird but it's like it's cool you're like oh it does actually like look better and even though it's not the kind of game that you would you yeah. know hold up as something that you want okay. ray tracing in but, oh cool actually yeah so yeah you uh, want ray tracing yeah definitely for yeah. sure it's good it's it yeah like it's not it's one of those things you know the average person isn't going to give a fuck about it but ray tracing is like all the hotness in in pcs right now like Mm-hmm. Right now, if you want to have ray tracing, you got to have the best rig available. Basically, it's like only just sort of hitting the the, yeah. the market kind of a thing. So, well, it's funny that you say that. Um, I played. Uh, it was well after me playing the game Far Cry Five. I thought it was an alright game, but the graphics were fucking amazing. And I saw a couple of still screenshots by the game designers behind that sort of showcasing graphically through good lighting they can basically make something look photorealistic and it did look photorealistic to me i was showing a bar but then they showed it in movement and as soon as the movement came into play that's where the photorealism and you know perfect life recreation sort of fell through and you were back in a game so it's it's interesting to see yeah definitely the key is lighting for for photorealism so it's exciting to see that technology progress. yeah yeah it, it has yeah, it makes a massive massive difference so look i'm gonna dive into some more of the specs here i'll just pick yeah. up some of the parts of the article that i've got yeah, yeah. Uh, you know had the most interesting information so it's not just the speed that makes the ssd formidable he says but the efficiency it offers think mm. about the hard drive in a game console spinning like a 5400 rpm vinyl record for the console yeah. to read a piece of information off the drive, it first has to send out the disk head, like a turntable needle, to find it. 
Each seek, as it's known, may entail only a scant handful of milliseconds, but each one of these adds up. To minimize them, developers will often duplicate certain game assets in order to form contiguous data blocks which the drive can read faster. We're talking about common stuff here, lampposts, anonymous passes by, but all this data adds up. So if you look at a game like Marvel's Spider-Man, uh, there are some pieces of data duplicated 400 times on the hard drive. The SSD sweeps away the need for all that duping, so not only is, is it raw uh, read speed dramatically faster than a hard drive, but it saves crucial space. How developers will take advantage of that space will likely differ. Some may opt to build a larger or more detailed game world. Others may be con content to shrink the size of the games or patches. Mm. Either way, physical games for the PS5 will use 100 gigabyte opti optical discs inserted into an optical drive that doubles as a 4K Blu-ray player. So yeah, I, know, I just threw a lot of yeah. shit at you just then. Yeah. So just in layman's terms, what, what it's saying here is um, the SSD improvements is basically saying that it's going to be able to read information off the SSD quicker. So that means like quicker load times and whatnot. Yeah, no, I've got an SSD card yeah, on the sorry, PC and it's sorry. fucking awesome. It, but but, but for, the, for the audience as well, yeah, yeah. I just I can't help but naturally just, just talk to you when I'm talking. Uh, and, but and also the, the way it stores space on the SSD is more efficient as well too. Yeah. So that's why they're saying yeah, the developers will be able to you know use more space for you know making game worlds bigger or more detailed or. Yeah. Whatever the fuck it, it is they want to do. Yeah. And the last little bit there was that, yeah, it's going to have a 4K Blu-ray player as well. And we'll take yeah. 100 gigabyte discs, which is fortunate as because, as we talked about last week, uh, Last of Us Part 2 will be coming out uh, next year on, on two discs. Yeah. And uh, Red Dead Redemption already came out on two discs a year ago as well. So the games are starting to require a lot more storage on those discs. Yeah. Uh, storage on the dicks, yeah. Storage on those dicks, yeah. yeah. That's what I meant to well, say. Well, I mean, yeah, definitely um, uh, discharge. And if your dick is storing up too much shit, then you probably should see a doctor. But, yeah, I, I mean, I, I get it. It sounds like, though, the future of console gaming, and it sounds like they haven't made the plunge yet, but it, but they will eventually, is that they, they want to ultimately move from discs and CD readers to just downloading it digitally and it being on your drive because the solid state drive is yeah it's infinitely faster than um the previous version um i can't even remember what what it was called before it's like CETA or something and yeah it does make games infinitely faster in load space so it does make sense in them making an argument that they might be able to refine their game design if they're assuming that the um, games will be able to process things and load things up a lot quicker and it does potentially reduce a lot of duplicates and unnecessary cycles that they have to develop into games. Well, it's, it's already sort of almost there anyway. Like the discs, for the most part, we're just installing data off them. And yeah, we yeah. still need them to run games depending on you know what you're using or the kind of disc and whatnot. Mm. But yeah, we are, we are already sort of heading that direction. And, uh, and, and I think streaming games as well, will be the next big thing too. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people will, you know, in 10 years or 15 years' time, will look back at uh, downloading games or, or, you know, putting a disc in as just mm. this archaic thing, just like what we do with DVDs now, you know. Like, it, everything's... We stream everything, really. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, streaming games might work in pretty much any other continent that is not Australia. But in Australia, we are so fucked if the world decides to, you know, completely drop 
being able to download things and store it somewhere because we our internet speeds are fucked one more thing on the ssd Mm. Uh, when you're installing the games and this is something that sort of has already been implemented but i think they're going to make it more of a a mainstay Uh, you can choose to only download and and install particular portions of the game so say you, you you buy call of duty and you only want to play the story, you can, when you're uh, installing it, can say, I just want to install the story and maybe do the multiplayer later, and that way you can get into playing the story sooner rather than having to wait for all the multiplayer and stuff you're not going to use anyway to load. Or say you finish the story and don't want to play it anymore, you can delete the story out of it and just play the multiplayer, and then that way it saves up a, a bit more SSD space, and yeah, yeah, more, more, more space on your hard drive, sorry mm. so. Yeah, they're, they're, like there are a couple of little things that, that that'll be may make some improvements. But the other improvements they're talking about, which you know I'm a little bit more interested in, um, uh, is the improvements on the controller. Now, the controller, which history suggests will one day be called the DualShock Five, though Sony, <laughs> uh, it, it stands to reason. Yes, yeah, exactly right. Oh, just like oh, by the way, the start of that article did confirm the title as the PlayStation Five. Shocker! Yeah, wow. Oh. Even Jim Ryan goes, "Oh, it feels good to finally be able to say it." It's like, <laughs> mate, oh, they're I, playing I don't even around. Know what to say to that. Like, yeah, they're fucking playing around with the PS Titan. You know, like, no. I, of feel like, it's I, I think be. Xbox fucked up so bad in their naming conventions. Like, what the fuck are they going to call the next one? Well, it's got to be as funny as Xbone. It has to be funny. They have to be self-aware in their title. I wonder if they're just going to go fuck it and just say, let's just do numbered ones now. Xbox 2. <laughs> how about X... How about X cube? <laughs> and it's and it it reminds people of the GameCube, but also it feels like a box evolved. Oh, and can they put a handle on it like the GameCube as well? <laughs> Did it have a handle GameCube had a fucking handle. I don't ever have had a GameCube, but... Uh, so, like, my parents didn't love me, obviously, at that point in time. But, yeah, I... I can't believe it had a handle. Yeah, no, I had a PS2, not a GameCube, but yeah, no, you can look up the old images. It was like square, it was basically like a lunchbox, and then it was like at the back, it had like a plastic handle that was built into it, so you could like hold it, like carry it around. Oh, so you could take it to friends' houses and things. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's funny. Such a, God, Nintendo's a weird company. Such Such a weird design choice. Just look at that Nintendo 64 controller. Like, what kind of cocaine were they on? When they design that <laughs> controller, all kids have three arms, right? Yeah, we're, yeah. we're, good, we're good here. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, yeah, they, it's funny. When when I was a kid, I didn't think anything of it, and I mean, I, I I played Super Nintendo Entertainment System, which obviously, which I think was kind of the perfect controller in the sense of, like, the way that it was designed. Most other modern controllers sort of use that as its. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Directional on the left yeah. and the buttons on the right. Exactly, exactly. They're, they're all still that today, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they just didn't know what the fuck to do with the toggle stick. Yeah. They couldn't figure it out, so they said, "Fuck it, stick it in the middle." Were they the first one to put in some kind of uh, analog stick as well? Too? Yeah, I think they were. It wasn't an analog stick because it could only go what eight directions or whatever. Like, it yeah, smoothly. It was like an octagon on, was, on the controller. It was an controller, and it was so easy to um. <laughs> Particularly, their showcase game was um, Super Mario, right? And the the way to and the way to beat Bowser every time was to like grind the shit out of your.
your controller. So you absolutely just destroyed your controller on the very first game that it played. Yeah, yeah, and did, wouldn't you have to do things like that in uh, Super Mario Party as well too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like totally. my, my hand like starting to get sore because oh. it was just like plastic and it had like little nubs yeah. on it or whatever. Yeah. Like from doing that for too long at some like birthday party. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, no, kids, kids like ruined. I, I don't know. They ripped their skin off like playing those games, but. Credit to Nintendo, the games were so fun that nobody had an issue with it. Oh, yeah, no, people would, would bleed all over yeah. themselves before they'd stop playing Super Mario Party. Exactly. Oh, too funny. So, well, look, I don't think the uh, the new DualShock 5 is going to have three three arms to grab onto. But... I hope so. I think I, I think it's time for them to hearken back to days of yore. Um, old is is the new new. <laughs> well, well, let's stop speculating. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now a couple of the little improvements. So, one of them is going to be adaptive triggers. Now, that can offer varying levels of resistance to make a sh- make shooting a bow and arrow feel like the real thing. The tension increasing as you pull the arrow back, or make a machine gun feel far different from a shotgun. It also boasts haptic feedback for more capable than the rumble motor. Uh, motor console gamers are used to with highly programmable voice coil actuators located in the left and right groups of the controller so yeah there was a, a, a mm. bit to um a, a bit in there but this next sort of bit will give you an idea of what some of this might mean so combined with the with an improved speaker on the controller the haptics can enable some astonishing effects First, I play. Uh, so this is the uh, author of the article. He, he, he played a couple of games using this kind of controller. Uh, first, I played through a series of short demos, courtesy of the same Japan studio team that designed PlayStation VR's Astrobot Rescue Mission. Great game if you ever uh, ever get to play a PSVR. If mm. I if I get one, I'll have to get you to play it. Oh, cool! Uh, in the most impressive, I ran a character through a platform level featuring a number of different services all of which gave distinct and surprisingly immersive tactile experiences. Sand felt slow and sloggy. I mean, yeah, and and can I just call out that, you know, we're going into incredible detail over the controller experience, so... I wonder who must be the marketing genius behind this that's that's given the task to, like, try and make playing the controller feel new. The the rest of this article is just bullshit. Uh, The the other thing is UI improvements on the... um, the like the PlayStation software, which which they do need, but yeah, the the whole you know it actually feels like you're going through sand and all that. That that stuff I'd be very apprehensive about. Look, that they have HD yeah. Rumble in the Nintendo Switches, right? Yeah. And look, I, I thought yeah, the Rumble feels better than what it does on the PlayStation controller, but it wasn't like when I was playing Zelda that when I was running through grass, the vibration would change and would feel feel like I was running through grass or whatever. Yeah. Maybe I noticed slight differences, but it wasn't that much. And and the the, the kind of triggers that they're saying that's going to give yeah. tension, apparently Xbox did this with the Xbox One and it was just one of those sort of gimmicks that, you know, the first sort of five exclusive games used and then nothing really after that really bothered anymore. Yeah, well, I think there's, um, I think there's a point to be made, though, particularly with the growth of VR uh, across the board in technology. I would say that, console games would be feeling a greater level of pressure to really really refine the vibration experience of whatever you're playing with because as soon as they work fleshlights into the mix you know that is a real game changer yeah no a hundred percent yeah that, that no, no one will leave the house anymore 
Exactly, and that's what I feel. All of these um, these little fine tunings and 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 these companies getting really excited about controllers and vibration. I think that's what they're really getting at. That they're basically, I mean, they're not saying it in overt terms, but they're trying to say, look at us consumers. We know you care about this, and we do too. And we are making progress technologically. We will be there, just not this time round perfectly. You might get you know a bit too raw after each experience but they will they'll release something no you know what i think this uh, article is trying to say that the rumble is going to be so advanced in the dualshock 5 that you're going to be able to sit it down on your naked dick yeah. and feel like you're getting a blowjob that's how good this is that's what i'm <laughs> yeah that's what i think it is and and I'll, I'll guarantee you i'll guarantee you there'll be so many kids that'll try that shit and <laughs> oh you have to try this it's so good and then and then their group will make fun of them and laugh at them and then they realize that they can't be honest with people about that anymore yeah, shout out to whatever emergency ward has to pull a DualShock 5 out of someone's asshole in the oh, days fuck. of 2020. Oh, that's the final bit of news. Oh. <laughs> they, they, they have also announced, which is, you know, another massive shocker. It's going to be coming out in holiday 2020. So you will be seeing it around October, November next year. Oh, okay. Oh, that's awesome. Shocker. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, look, now, DualShock. I did have another news story for us to talk about. I was going to go into Google Stadia, but... Our news stories were just far too juicy and we've already been going for an hour now. So I think, uh, yeah, let's take a quick break and then we'll get back into the games that have come out during the week. Awesome, because I need to piss bad. All right, so back to the video games. Uh, just quickly, I'll, I'll just list off uh, the, the the biggest sort of games that have come out over the last week. We had uh, Ukulele and the Impossible Lair. That's a sequel to the Ukulele game that was... Uh, they got very mixed reviews a couple of years ago. I played the original. Didn't didn't I uh, played the the one from a couple of years ago? Uh, was the original Banjo Kazooie? Well, the original, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I played that one. I played the original. The problem was with Ukulele is they didn't update any of the controls or anything like that, so it still felt like you were playing Ukulele. Which when you were back in the day, it felt mm. great. Uh, I mean, sorry, it still felt like Banjo Kazooie, but. There's been, you know, 15 years of, of game improvement since then and people have found ways to make characters react and feel more fluid and, and move around the world a lot a lot better. And, uh, I don't yeah. know, I miss Grunty. I, I listened to a Grunty, um, Grunthilda's noises the other day where she, all of her dialogue is... <laughs> like, I fucking love that shit. Pissed myself. Look, I, I, I like the style of game, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like yeah, an yeah, old yeah. school platformer or whatever. Um, but just they, they needed to fix those controls up so that it didn't play like total ass. <laughs> okay. Like a little ah, 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 shit that it did. Like, yeah. Uh, like it was, to be honest, I thought, you know, it's not the greatest, but yeah. you know, whatever, nostalgia. It wasn't, it was, yeah, but it wasn't quite hitting those same beats as the exactly. other. Exactly. So, try and fall. No idea what the fuck that is. Uh, indivisible. Uh, no idea what that is either. Ah, uh, well, that's zero, Zach. Sorry, sorry. Zero is indivisible. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, yeah, yeah. So, zero bit. is indivisible, so that's what that came from. <laughs> uh, then there's... <laughs> Very lame joke. Uh, I'm there's not There's also uh, a grid that was released. I haven't been he- uh, hearing great things about that. PS4 exclusive called Concrete Genie, which is, uh, I believe, it's been made by a Sony-owned developer, but it's quite a small team. And I've heard good things. It's about, like, uh, you control a character that can paint the world around them. Apparently, it's got a very interesting art style, and the art comes to life. And, yeah, that sounds yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, so it sounds like an interesting... I, I, might, I may pick it up. I'll have a look and see what the 
the price is and whatnot, and uh, I may give it a crack. I'm not sure. Yeah, all right. It doesn't sound like the most fun experience ever. So, yeah, with the list of the games that came out this week, let's jump into the games that we have been playing. Now, Lockie, you said that uh, this week you've just been smashing some uh, Dota, but you want to save save your Dota talk for a little Oh, yeah. The Dota expose is coming, uh, and it's going to come with, you know, for all of... Um, it's going to be all the highs, all the lows. But, yeah, Dota is just... Uh, it, it is my heroine. Yeah, we might need a, a full episode for that one. I might have yeah, to do a, yeah. a bit of a deep dive, I think. Oh, definitely. Um, I have a lot of things to say about Dota, and it will happen one one of these days, but not this week. Let's let's keep this week light. What have you seen to that? Okay, so now, look, I've played a couple of bits and pieces. Now, I did say last week that I was going to have finished Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and I was going to have a review for you. So look... I, I, I will give my opinion on Ghost Recon Breakpoint, but I'm going to hold off on the rating that I give it until I have completed it because, yes, unfortunately, I have not completed it. I had to go to my sister's for a, a week and house it, as you know, and unfortunately, they were doing renovations and the idiots managed to cut the phone line, so I was without internet for an entire oh, week. Okay, so you it's not that the game was shit and you just found it a hard slog to get through? Oh, look, I, I wasn't that upset I wasn't able to play it, mm, I will have yeah. to admit. But the game, even though I was playing entirely through single player, yeah. the game requires an online connection to be able to play, which uh, you didn't need okay. for Ghost Recon Wildlands, which I thought was a terrible game as well but you know they made a decision to make the, the next one slightly worse and it feels like that's where <laughs> all of the decisions have gone oh and shit it, it's oh, don't buy this game ghost recon breakpoint is utter trash if you're absolutely desperate for something to play like if you have nothing to play at all and you want to put on a podcast or a youtube youtube channel or whatever some youtube videos then, you know, maybe this is the game for you. But if you're looking for something to play right now yeah. and you want to enjoy the story and enjoy the gameplay and, yeah. and just to, just have a great time in general, yeah, stay away. Oh, fuck. So, Zach, does that mean you're going to... Uh, are you still going to stick with it to be able to explain to us in, in great detail how shit this game oh, is? Oh, look, I'm going to explain in great detail how shit this game is right now. I'll oh, okay. stick with awesome. it just so I can give you guys a definitive rating next week should uh you know now i'm back home should the internet for some reason just stop working but it's the internet is good yeah. so i imagine i'll be fine to be able to have it finished by next week but it's one of those games where it, even though it's an action game every ubisoft games decided to become some kind of faux rpg so your enemies have ranks and you need to complete useless side mission shit that isn't interesting at all mm. to be able to rank your character up enough to be able to complete the story mission. So there was no way I could just fucking buzz through the story and be able to come up with a, a with a with a rating uh, in in just the two days since I've been uh, back that I've had internet. Yeah. So yeah, but look, uh, yeah, as I said, I've got plenty to say. I'll start with the gameplay. Mm. Now, the gameplay is probably the best aspect of this game, and that is in no way a compliment. If you played the, did you play the previous Ghost Recon? Did you? No, play that's it? a problem. I've ne- I've stayed. I don't know how, but I've managed to stay away from all of the Tom Clancy ones. Oh no, you aren't missing out on anything. Just just to just just to get a, a quick 
yeah idea of, of my opinion on on the ghost recon wildlands game so i guess that that my opinion of that game probably did did have me coming into this next game with already a bit of a, a negative feel towards the series but it, it look in saying that i try to keep as objective as possible but uh just for for clarity my my experience of ghost recon wildlands i thought the, the, the driving was absolute garbage. Uh, you, you, you start, you, you, on a motorbike, it is impossible to stay on the road. Uh, I just, you just wouldn't use a motorbike ever. And the cars just felt absolutely terrible to drive. And this was after Watch Dogs 2 already came out, which, you know, didn't have the best driving ever, but it was passable. The physics were just completely off and the driving was atrocious. And it was an open world game where the maps just covered in points you had to clear out. Yeah. And you, have no choice but to drive everywhere. Yeah. So you'd hope that if a developer is going to make it such a massive aspect of their game, they're going to do it right. But no, the driving was atrocious. The shooting was average. Yeah. Um, the, the dialogue was terrible. All the characters absolutely uh, sucked. I hated every single one of them. You're like a CIA insurgent in Bulgaria or, or Bolivia, I think it was. And Bolivia wasn't happy about it either, that they just made Bolivia look like a narco state. I don't know what Bolivia was like, but they um, weren't happy about their depiction in this game. It was was just absolute trash. But I I, I had nothing else to play at the time, so I played it, (laughs) and I just put podcasts on or whatever, something to distract me from the terrible dialogue, and just, you know, played through clearing out all the, the different points on the map, and, you know, that was okay, but... I managed to make it to the fucking end of this piece of shit because I'm an OCD freak. I clear every single thing off the map and this map was huge with a ton of garbage on it. Clear everything off the map and then then I go to do the main mission, the main last story mission. Spoilers for Ghost Recon Wildlands. Don't fucking play it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But spoilers for Ghost Recon Wildlands. (laughs) The final mission was just driving through some fucking base. It was like, I think you were supposed to fight your way through it, but I just drove a car through it, got to the other end, and then a cutscene played. That was it. Holy shit. And then to top it off, after that garbage final mission, uh, I I, I finished the game, and it goes, congratulations, you finished the main story, but you still have, and then it puts in there, 100% of the game left to complete. Please try back with the main, you know, main oh story God. mission once you've completed Whoa. everything. So the game, yeah. it didn't even program into the game for the scenario that someone may finish it 100% wow. before they do the main story. Yeah. So I, if I wanted to get the final fucking ending, I would have had to play through that garbage main story mission again. I turned it the fuck off. I yeah. was not going to be playing that. Like, I, I did not care about the story enough to play through that garbage mission again. But my, so yeah. Not a fan of Ghost Recon Wildlands, but funnily enough, it was yeah. one of the best-selling games of 2017. It, it, it sold super well, so, and that's why we're seeing this sequel now. So, yeah, okay. yeah so that's uh, that's my history with Ghost Recon Wildlands. Uh, I I think with the open-world games, I don't think there is such a thing other than The Witcher 3 of an open-world game being done perfectly. I, I don't know. I love. It wasn't a perfect game, but in saying that, yeah. it's my favorite RPG of it, all time. Yeah, I yeah I agree, and I, I'd say um for me, my favorite RPG of all time or oh, would be a toss up between Skyrim and uh, Morrowind for two different reasons, but they're still fucking great in their own respect. Um, love but, Skyrim. Yeah, oh, Skyrim's great. Skyrim Skyrim was sort of um 
Uh, it's still an RPG, but they made it a little bit more actiony than I like as, you know, an RPG geek where I love min-maxing shit and, you know, I loved in Morrowind being able to build spells which could absolutely break the game, whereas in Skyrim they do, they, they prevent game-breaking to a certain degree. Oh, dude, it's such an absolute buggy mess, as is yeah. every Bethesda game. But sorry, I, still I, great. I, I interrupted you. about to say something about open-world games. Oh, no, well, that's the whole point, is that they are a buggy mess, but they're still great. We still look back on them as fucking amazing games. We've sunk... Um, I'm assuming you sunk a shit ton of hours into Skyrim, because I definitely did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Loved uh, it. Yeah, I reckon in my lifetime, yeah. I've finished it a couple of times. Yeah. I would have... Two, three hundred hours for sure. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I think. So with um with open world games, they can have bugs in them. They can be clunky in certain respects. But if you can get the world right, and you can get you have interesting dialogue, interesting characters, interesting settings, and you know s- functional gameplay, um, you can you have a really fucking good open world on. Yeah, game. exactly. Yeah, I think you, you've hit the nail on the head there. I think um. Uh, like I've played a lot of open world games at this point and I can tell the difference between like, I can tell what's an acceptable level Mm. of bugs and what's over the top. I'd (laughs) say things like like ghost recon wildlands. I can't remember any specifics, but that was a buggy mess. Yeah. Um, Breakpoint, what what I'll be talking about again in a second, uh, a buggy mess as well. Uh, You know, Skyrim, Bethesda is renowned for it, but then you have games like horizon zero dawn, which did have bugs in it. But that was so polished and the, the open world just w- worked really well. Uh, even, you know, like Red Dead Redemption 2, that had a fair few bugs in it. But for the most part, the world worked really, really great. It, mm. You can tell the difference between a, yeah, a, a buggy mess and just poor world design in general. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so back to uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. So to start with the gameplay of this game, <clears throat> I'd say for me it was... Uh, uh, it's slightly worse than what they had in Ghost Recon Wildlands, which I already thought was just sort of passable third-person shooting. Now they've made your character move a lot slower. I, I feel like they... Oh, no. Yeah, I, I feel like they played Red Dead Redemption 2 last year and yeah. then they spent the last year scrambling to being like, let's get, let's get some Red, Red Dead Redemption 2 sort of feels into this game. Can I just cut you off there, Zach? Um, that's my key criticism of Red Dead Redemption 2. To the point, because I think it's an amazing game. I think it's beautiful. I think the dialogue is really strong. And the only really reason why I know that is because my brother who would play in the same room as me would play it nonstop. So I really got to get a feel for that game. And I'm like, wow, this is incredible. But as soon as I started playing it on a game box, uh, game box, an Xbox controller. That's what they should call it. Yeah, exactly. Game box. That's another name for, for the next gen, um, Xbox, (laughs) Xbox console. But, You've heard it here first. If they yeah. use it, we, we want the money. I don't think we could get any money for it coming no. no, it's Game Box or X Cube, so it's it it's gotta be it's gotta be an amalgam of of um, Nintendo and Microsoft. Both of those names are better than Xbox One. They, they, yeah, they Xbox like... One is just. I mean, it's too late now. It should have just been named. I don't know, Xbox Infinity. Well. That would have actually not have been a bad name for it, but it was still a shit console. So I'm glad at least that the quality of the console was sort of revealed in the name that they chose for it. So there's a sense of honesty there. Yeah, okay, the warning's right on the box. Back to Red Dead Redemption, um, it was the clunky movement that I just couldn't get past. So there's slight delay in the controllers, and I'm a PC gamer, so I'm used to everything being really snappy. I just couldn't get into it. It felt like I was wading through water just to walk. 
Yeah, but that, that that's not a that's not a problem with the controllers though. That's just no. the actual design of the game. I think yeah. you'll find if, if if they when they do release it on on PC, if you do give it a crack, it's going to feel the same. They, uh, yeah. I think I think the problem is what you go in expecting, and I think typically from a Rockstar game, you go into you go in expecting like this really super polished but fun open world action game. And what happened with uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, and I think they did it as well with. Uh, GTA 4 is they've learnt a lot more on the realism aspect and then the graphical fidelity aspect and I think if you, if you go into playing Red Dead Redemption 2 rather than like an open world action game as like a cowboy simulator you have a lot more fun and that's kind of how I played it and I think yeah. um, as much as I hated how slow he'd walk through the camp and yeah. and you know how slow all the animations were I was just so amazed by the amazing the, the graphical fidelity mm. and the and the these animations. There was it was just so they looked so fucking great. Yeah, I, I was did. just in awe of it the entire time. Whereas you know something like Ghost yeah. Recon Breakpoint, they they try and do the same kind of a thing, but the animations are janky and the game looks not very good. Like yeah. you know, Assassin's Creed Origins, which came out in 2017, I think looked far far better yeah it just doesn't work you know you just it just pisses you off because you know you have to wait for them to set up the camp and and that's another thing they 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 decided to rip off the whole camp thing that red dead redemption 2 does but red dead redemption 2 you can just set up camp anywhere just like in real life you know you can just put up a tent wherever the fuck you have space but in this there's only specific camp points which you know they also work as fast travel so i guess you wouldn't want to be able to have camps everywhere but while they don't make it so you can just set up your camp anywhere, it just makes no sense to me. Mm. Um, and well, they, they, they try like... to sort of implement it as like a main aspect of the game as well too, when there's really no reason to do it other than to use a vehicle or just, there's certain like sort of buffs it can give you. or It, it, it just makes no sense. It just seems like they got the wrong lessons from Red, Red Dead Redemption 2 and yeah. they just didn't understand how Rockstar managed to pull it off, which was just by being so... So polished and 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 looking so good, but even even looking that good, as as yeah. you said, it it didn't fly for everybody. A lot of people had the same opinion as you, and mm, and okay. I, I've got to say, like all in all, I, I probably had more fun with GTA Five as a game, but that open world in Red Dead Redemption Two that that's oh. got to be my favorite open world I've ever played in, or like or at the very least the most realized open world i've never yeah. played played one that feels more real than that yeah no and fully agreed on that point so playing the game was a different is completely different story to me but watching the game and listening to it it was great you know i really enjoyed it and how many how many times can you say that for a game where you just enjoy watching it um to not play it yeah it's uh, just a testament to how good just uh, all the writing is and even look i think i I do enjoy the gunplay in it as well i have fun it's just yeah i can understand why the clunky character and the way it moves around would would annoy people so yeah so breakpoint is like that clunky sort of moving around maybe your character's a bit less weight to him than what arthur does in red dead redemption 2 Mm. you know just because yeah because it's so clunky and looks so ugly it just annoys the crap out of you uh the shooting Feels okay. Uh, it's sort of similar to last time. It's passable. Uh, one of the changes they made is uh, in the in the previous game they had this uh, sync shot thing you could do, 
where basically uh, you had NPC teammates that were with you that you could get to sync up and shoot different enemies at the same time so you can take out a bunch at once. Mm. Whereas this one, they've swapped it around. So, yeah, you can do that if you have a co-op member with you or you can get your drone to do it, but it uses an item so you can only do it so many times rather than being an ability that resets, which just annoyed me too. That was one of the only things I enjoyed doing in Ghost Recon Wildlands was like lining up all these cool shots and taking out all the snipers at once or whatever and, and feeling yeah. like a badass now. Uh, I can only do it, yeah, like I think you can do it five times mm-hmm. and only th- use three of them at once. So they've just limited the sort of more fun aspects. And and that's another thing too, you don't have NPCs with you anymore, which the AI wasn't great on those, but it just made things slightly more interesting because you weren't running around on your own. If you want to play online, you have to play co-op. And you know, look, I've, I've, I've probably covered enough on the gameplay oh so no actually no i haven't <laughs> okay no lay it on me fucking vehicles yeah slightly better still not fixed absolute trash to uh, drive yeah. and that was one of the things that annoyed me most about the previous one and the same issue applies here because you have to drive everywhere everywhere <laughs> fucking miles away <laughs> so look, you, yeah. you end up just using a helicopter all the yeah. time because it's just the fucking easiest Ah, uh, it, yeah, it's just, it's, it's yeah. ridiculous. So you're telling me one of the key features of their game being an open world game where you, they, they force you to travel everywhere on foot or by, by vehicle. They did not sort out their fucking vehicle shit. No, they didn't. And I know for a fact, because I heard it on multiple reviews when I played Wildlands, that it was a, a known problem. It was known to everyone. Yeah, the games like the the shooting's not bad, but the driving's atrocious. Just take a helicopter everywhere, and I did helicopter everywhere in Wildlands too. So yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's funny. So yeah, it sounds like uh, if you want to play an open world game with um, you know functional vehicles, this is probably not the game for you. And you know, it's funny how they fucked that up because I mean, Halo came back, uh, came out a very long time ago at this point, and they kind of perfected that. They didn't need to really be much yeah. more added to that. Yeah, that, that yeah, that, that's so something confused. that confuses me. I yeah. thought, I thought driving in games was perfected back with fucking you know GTA San Andreas <laughs> was good enough there. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Look at yeah. look at GTA Five that came back came out back in what twenty thirteen was it I think oh my god has it been that long it's now? been a, it's been yeah. a quite a while and and yeah GTA Five had like I love the driving in that it was slightly arcadey it was stellar and why not just emulate that but no they just make it so everywhere no matter where you're driving it feels like you're driving over a layer of butter mm. you just you <laughs> motorbikes are, as again are the most annoying to drive. Yeah. And now there's more shit in the environment. So you have a bunch of trees and shit that you can run into. Um, as far as what you're actually doing in the game, the story is absolute trash. It's got a John Bernthal in it. He plays the main bad guy. You know the guy from The Punisher? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what else is he in? He was also in The Walking Dead. Uh, he, he's a really good actor. I, I really like the actor. If, mm. you, if you saw a photo of him, you probably know what I was talking about. He was in the movie Fury with Brad Pitt and uh, Shia LaBeouf. No, oh, I haven't seen that one, but that sounds awful because I don't like either of those actors very much. Okay, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well I, I never saw Fury either. It didn't Fury. get reviewed very well. But um, yeah, John Bernthal is he's, he's a good actor. Like, yeah, trust me there. But the dialogue in this one is even worse than the previous one like I, I actually took down in my phone one of the lines of dialogue for when they, they have a hub world in this one 
because, you know, it's an online-only game and every game is now a games of service and they all have to have a hub world. So you can see other characters running around and wearing gear that you might want and then maybe want to spend money on it. Oh, yeah. So annoying. I'm, I'm over hub worlds and games. They're in <laughs> every game now. Oh, oh. And then speaking of things that are in every game now, they use their typical Ubisoft menu. The one where you have a cursor, even though you're using a PlayStation controller. I'm not on a PC. I'm on a PlayStation controller. I don't want to move a cursor around my menu. Yeah. And then you have to hold on whatever option that you're picking in the menu. Oh. And the menu drops frames. It's uh, funky as shit. Uh, and that's so fucking annoying, even on PC games. I don't know who they're doing it for, the the idea where you have to click and then hold it down for a certain period of time for the command to register. But, like, PC shit, like, that makes no sense for us either. And and still, with most Ubisoft games, you'll get that, I'd say, 80% of the UI. But every now and again, it's insta-click. So, like, they have to work it in there. But sometimes they just they just don't leave it in there. So it it yeah, it's just same with dismantling weapons. There's no option to do a bunch at once. You have to go through and individually hold triangle on every single weapon that you're using. Oh Oh, god, it it, it makes no sense. Yeah, I I I can't stand it. Oh yeah, so I don't think I mentioned that. Yeah, this is a Ubisoft game. Well, I didn't even know. So, see, that's information for me. I had no idea that was Ubisoft. Um, so it's quite funny considering, uh, I'd say Assassin's Creed Odyssey is sort of the one to compare it against because similar sort of release times. Yeah. The, the, the menu worked way better in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, though. Yeah. And Assassin's Creed Odyssey looked a lot better. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is a better game in a, in a number of ways. I, yeah. I don't understand how Ubisoft works if, if, you know, maybe they just, when they try different things... Things go a little bit awry, but they, yeah. they only ever, like, you know, they only ever innovate in increments and just steal things that they've made, that they've used in, in multitudes of previous games, like yeah. the drones in Watchdogs. Then you've got the Eagle in Assassin's Creed. It's obviously, they're obviously running them all in the same engines and whatnot as well. Yeah. And, and I get that to a degree, but like, cut, cut the bad shit out. Don't keep it going. Yeah. Cause it sounds like it's a retread of the previous Tom Clancy game. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, a hundred percent. They just, yeah. I, I, I don't understand what the thought process was with this game. I think they thought the little extra survival elements and the the extra couple of animations they put in would just make it feel like a different experience. But it just made it a slower game. And yeah, when you're moving through this story that doesn't compel you at all, mm. this is when. So when I got to the main hub, this was how the character there introduced it to me. So the place is called Erdogan, and this is what they said: a cave. That's what we call it. Get in. That's the level of writing we're looking at. Okay, so that sounds awful, and yeah, um, that that great. was it. so she was supposedly like you know a stroppy character or whatever. Yeah, but that was the description of Erdogan. This is Erdogan, and then she just goes, "Yeah, okay, that's what we call it." it, it it's ridiculous, absolutely yeah. ridiculous. And I, I've got another one that yeah. I that I found as well yeah. too. So this was just talking to some random NPC. My, my, my character says to him, I'll oh, say, so what are you doing? Is providing food for the camp. People need things. Wonderful. Isn't that great insight? Yeah, I, that is, um, that sounds People like. People need things. Yeah, was, was it written by a robot? Oh, uh, mate, yeah, it, it 100% looks it, like it. Yeah, like they've got an algorithm. Exactly. To write this game. You know how, you know how, like, um, on YouTube it's getting really awesome and I fucking love it where they, um, stick all these lines of dialogue into, um, an AI program to spit out a new story aligned with that. 
That sounds like it was just written by AI. Yeah, and not to mention all this dialogue, it looks like it's being said by robots because the lips don't match up <laughs> at all. The, it, it look, that, that looked better in, in the Assassin's Creed games as well, too. Mm. I don't know if the budget is just not as good or... Oh, definitely not. So, so definitely not because the Assassin's Creed, it make sales and because it makes sales it's, it's their gonna, biggest yeah. franchise it's sold more more uh, games than any of their other games yeah. and saying that there's been like 12 of them so <laughs> yeah makes sense. exactly so like definitely it, I, I think with ubisoft they would be pumping most of their budget into the assassin's creed games so yeah they they are working with a lower budget it sounds like because it's buggy yeah, well, I enjoy Assassin's Creed games as well too, but I just think they—I I don't know—I yeah. don't know what the what the difference is. Why what, where, where they're missing the the secret sauce? I, 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 it's just they don't have their A team on on these Tom Clancy games. I don't know what it is. Yeah, well, that's a that's a shame. Yeah, so basically, it, other than the terrible story and that, there's terrible story and side missions and whatnot as well, and then you can just go around picking up things off the map. Oh, and there's just random enemies everywhere to the point it just makes no sense and it feels like every hundred meters there's two dudes and a motorcycle yeah and they've got flashlights and i don't they 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 don't look like they're working on the motorcycle they're just like standing near it and they don't look like they're patrolling or anything sometimes there'll be one that's working it just it just makes no sense it just seems like they're peppered everywhere there's no like interesting emergent storytelling. It's not like in Red Dead where you'll you know you'll be ambushed or you know you'll have someone requiring yeah. your help. Nothing interesting like that. You're just going through this empty world that's just full of trees and crap. Yeah, it's, it's so the- it sounds a lot like real life. Yeah, it's an empty world full of trees and crap. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So maybe maybe they were going for a different type of photorealism compared to Red Dead Redemption Two, where they were just trying to um really really nail the human condition. Yeah, they're trying to turn gamers off ever going outside. Basically, <laughs> yeah, they're like, no, stay inside because this is how trash the nature nature is. No, no, but then they offer you a shitty game, so they are forcing you out into the world. Um, so it's it, it's showing a mirror to society. Well, Zach, it sounds like um, it sounds like an awful game from what I've heard. Um, I don't ever want to play it, but I do want to watch other people play it. Yeah. Oh, look, maybe I'll I'll, I'll show you a little bit after this, so you can just get an idea of how trash this game is. I'll be more than more than happy to. It, it helps to have someone to suffer with, you know what I mean? But it's funny though. Remember, I said to you that I'd played about ten hours. I, I'd looked, and I'd only played about six hours at that point. And I said those ten hours felt like twenty, but apparently it was actually the six hours felt like ten. Oh my god, <laughs> my god! Ever, ever true to their title, it truly is your breaking point. Oh, great call there. That's amazing. Um, the sound is also trash as well too. I do like to comment on the sound in games. You know, you'll hear shots and sometimes it will sort of sound like it's coming where it's supposed to be coming from, but for the most part, the sound mixer is terrible. The voice acting, for the most part, is atrocious. Uh, John John Bernthal did an okay job, but he just, he had the worst dialogue ever to work with. <laughs> UI was terrible. Oh, bugs. I've had it now happen, and I mentioned this uh, last week as well. It's happened to me multiple times now that I'll go, press R1 to bring up the item wheel and nothing will pop up, and that's how you change, like, you know, like, all your special items, that's mm-hmm. how you choose between them. And, yeah, it will just end up locking my character so I can't move the camera, so R1 oh, oh, will just hold the camera in place rather than bringing up the item I need. Oh, Jesus, that's pretty game-breaking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had to, you know, reset my character and whatever, and, oh, just, it's not 
not a lot of fun. Not 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 great at all. And uh, and uh, so yeah, that's look. I think I'll leave Ghost Recon Breakpoint there for now and just quickly touch on another couple of games I've been playing. I played a game called. Uh, Darksiders 3. Have, have you played any of the Darksiders games before? Um, I played the first one for a bit and I couldn't get too into it. I mean, I got what it, where it was going for, but their graphics were pretty, pretty rubbish even for that time where it came out. But I hear it's it's really polished a lot in recent times. Uh, look, yeah, it's it's a popular series. I've only ever played uh, Darksiders 2 and I wasn't a big fan of that. I did play it years after it had already come out, so I think I sort of missed the boat on that one. It was already pretty dated by the time that I got to it. Darksiders 3 was available as a PS Plus game a few months back. Oh, okay, so free. Well, yeah, you can't say no to that. Free, I'm paying a monthly subscription, but yeah, free <laughs> in inverted commas. Yeah. And anyway, um, I, I haven't picked it up until just when I had no internet and I couldn't play uh, Ghost Recon Garbage. So, yeah, I, I thought I'll give it a crack. Why not? It got terrible reviews, but I might as well play it because it'll be something to talk about on the podcast. And, oof, it's bad. It's bad, you know. They're basically... So, apparently Darksiders 1 was a clone of, like, God of War or General Hack and Slashes or something like mm. that. And then Darksiders 2 was a clone of a Zelda game. It had dungeons and, and things like that and puzzles. Well, I mean, I kind of... That, that makes it appeal to me a little bit more because I fucking you, love if, Zelda. If you were going to like any Darksiders, you would like Darksiders too. Yeah, okay. Sure. Cool. And I think that was the better received one. I'm not actually too sure. I, I, I didn't follow Darksiders a lot back then. This is going back to PS2, PS2, PS3 days, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, so anyway, Darksiders 3 uh, is the, the third installment in the trilogy now, uh, made by uh, THQ Nordic. Now, this one they've decided to basically do a ripoff of Dark Souls. So you got yourself your bonfires when you kill character when you kill enemies, yeah. uh, souls pop up, uh, enemies are respawning every time you die. Uh, you know the formula. Yeah, you play yeah. Dark Souls. Oh, I fucking love Dark Souls. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, I've only ever played Bloodborne out of all the from software oh, games. Oh, I want to play that so bad. Eldritch Dark Souls. Yes, please. Oh, dude, hundred <sighs> percent. People love it, and I yeah, I say yeah, dude, hundred percent, but. Not for me. I did not like it. And uh, I'm going to lose so much gamer cred by saying this. I'm just, it was just too hard for me. That's all it was. Like, I read online, I'm, I started playing it. I was like, this must be broken, right? I've got the one broken copy. This is just far too difficult. And uh, and they were like, no, the start's sort of made to test you and really push push you to yeah. see, you know, to show you what the game's going to be all about. Yeah. And they're like, you know, get, get through like 10 or 12 hours and eventually it'll click and then you'll just love it. And so I played, I played that much and it did sort of click. I was like, okay, I get how I'm supposed to play now. I'm going to, you know, watch their reactions. I've got to get the timing right. Yeah. I've got to not use too much. So I got, I got what I was supposed to be doing. I probably played 40 to 50 hours of it, but, and I never do this with games. I usually, if I, especially if I put in that much time, I'll always finish mm-hmm. them. I, I got to a certain boss and I was just like, nah, I'm just, I've just been stressed this whole time. I have not that whole 40 hours. I've probably had like, you know, 10 whole minutes of just 
relief when I've defeated an enemy or yeah. whatever. Yeah, but that's the experience. That is, you're you're capturing what it what it is that game is meant to do. That's what I mean. I, I didn't enjoy <laughs> that though. I was like, no. If I want to be stressed out, I'll just go <laughs> fucking put myself in a in a social situation. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, just get my anxiety pumping if oh, I want to stress yeah. myself out. That's great. When I play games. I want to fucking enjoy myself. And yeah. look, I did enjoy like The Last of Us, which is a very tense game. And The Last of Us, when that comes out, I imagine it's going to be a very tense game as yeah. well. You know, it's like horror slash survival kind of a thing. But it's just not as tense as Bloodborne. Like, and Dead Space as well. It's a tense game as well too. But it's just another level. Like, yeah. I just, I just, I end up just feeling just too defeated and just like, I've, I've, <laughs> I haven't been having fun now for like 20 minutes, half an hour. Yeah. Why am I doing this to myself? Well, you know what? I, I completely understand where you're coming from. Have you played or heard of Sekiro? Shadows Die Twice? Yeah, see, I saw Sekiro yeah. and I, I said, yeah, this definitely is not for me because I've yeah. heard it's even more unforgiving it than is. what Dark Souls. So you've played Sekiro? I, I have played it. I got... Oh, he sunk maybe 10 hours into it. And we're talking, uh, like, I'm pretty veteran in terms of, um, I, I play all the Dark Souls games. I fucking love them. I finished them all. Um, Sekiro, it's just an entirely different level in terms of fuckery mechanics. And it's, um, it's buttery smooth, yet just so harsh and unforgiving in movement at the exact same time that, like, it sort of fucks with your head. Um, and yeah, I got to a certain point where I'm like, okay, I'm no longer having fun with this game at all. It's just stressful the entire way through. Yeah. So, so yeah. So you get where I'm coming from. I get where you're coming from and everyone has their wall, but I also like the challenge aspect, but Sekiro was definitely my limit with how much I wanted to punish myself as a gamer. It sounded like just from what I, what I've heard through games, media and podcasts and then stuff like that. Uh, it's, it sounds like they gave you less freedom in how you were to tackle each of the individual enemies. Like yeah. each enemy had a specific way you were supposed to defeat them, whereas mm-hmm. in Bloodborne and Dark Souls, you had a bit more freedom to how you yeah. wanted to do it. You could choose your weapon and, and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're um, I think you're really getting to the matter of why I thought that was a less interesting installment in those sort of games because I, I definitely felt there wasn't nearly as much to do, even though you had way more free movement because you could jump and fly everywhere in every direction sort of thing with your grappling hook you didn't have much to do by way of weapons and abilities and you know they you really lost your rpg element and as soon as that game became a pure action game i was like yeah no nah, fuck this yeah no I, I, I get what you mean and at least with um games like bloodborne the the character designs were fantastic the, uh, the, the I, world looked really cool i want to play this game so bad man i think this is my type of game i love eldritch horror i love call of cthulhu mythos it's all fucking great oh dude yeah you will just have a rock solid heart on the entire mm-hmm. time you're playing this mm-hmm. game i know and and it's on ps4 <laughs> Yes, it's an exclusive. Hey, man, I said I've huh? got a PS4 here yeah. that you can borrow, but you just have to be aware that whatever disc you put into it, it will destroy. <laughs> so just you, you have a PS4 that you're able to download games onto and buy off the PS Store, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you, ha- if you get a PS Plus uh, subscription, they gave Bloodborne away like a year ago. It could end up coming back in the rotation again. 
Who knows? But there is a way for you to play it. Like, I've got three controllers here, and you can borrow a controller. <laughs> yeah, I might, have too, to, so. I might have to give it a go sometime, man, because that's a game that I... Maybe look forward to <laughs> that's one... some uh, very outdated Bloodborne coverage in the, <laughs> in the coming months. I'll, I'll, I'll swap you a Switch for that time. So, yeah, so, look, I think the world in Bloodborne is so great in their, in their character design. It got me through a lot more of that game than 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 what I, I would normally deal with, whereas you play something like Darksiders 3, mm. the character designs are atrocious, the game world looks ugly, the gameplay uh, feels terrible. Yeah. And it's not as hard as, as, as Bloodborne because yeah. I could get through the first, like, section or two without dying. But this, like, I think I died about three or four times, and it only took the fourth time and about two hours of gameplay to be like, no, I'm not playing this anymore. And it wasn't because it was like stressing me out. I knew how to beat the bosses, and like, I was just like, hmm. I'm not having any fun doing any of this. And I just, I just, the, the animations are terrible. The, the character you play as Fury, one of the with the four horsemen of the apocalypse, is the most uninteresting asshole of a character she just <clears throat> she's just a, a, a cunt to everyone around her basically <laughs> there's no other way to describe it and just yeah. jesus christ man like you, you want to play as a sick cunt not a cunt cunt you yeah know. yeah so she wasn't like a, a witty tongue-in-cheek cunt she was just a cunt yes let's that's see how many more times we can say cunt. <laughs> Cunty cunt. yeah that that's a shame and i think um I think that boils down to story writing. You can write cunts well or you can write cunts badly, and it sounds like that was a uh, bad writing. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, precisely. So, yeah, atrocious story. Look, I'd say to people, if you're desperate for Dark Souls, look, there's a bunch of other clones you could play at the moment. There's the Surge 2. There's there's plenty of, of Dark Souls clones out there. Don't play Darksiders 3. And, yeah. and, and I am disappointed about this. It's not like I'm a big fan of the series, but... Dark Solars. Three is a uh, so, sorry. Dark Solars. Sorry, I just. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just had to get that in there, but it was just so natural. The enemies drop souls. For fuck's sake! Yeah. Like, uh, uh, in saying that, though, I think maybe in the previous Dark Siders they may have dropped souls already, and they came out before Dark Souls. I'm not sure. So and- I yeah. Look, I'm not. I can't remember, but I think. I mean, it was about. It's a Heaven Hell comic book, so it might have souls in it. It, it, it does fit the theme. So, yeah, a, a, anyway, yeah, it's disappointing because this was actually a, a double-A game, and what I mean by that is it's not an indie, but it doesn't have the giant triple-A budget behind it like what most Ubisoft and Rockstar and EA and, you know, name your massive developer has. So, yeah, it's and it's something that used to exist a lot more. Like, if you look at the PS2's library, it was so diverse because you had all these mid-tier games that would come out and, you know, they weren't all great, but there'd be some that would really innovate and do interesting things, and and you'd get like bigger game companies that would spawn out of that. Uh, so yeah, it's sad to see a, a double A game just mm. be so shit. Really, I, I, I was hoping that for sucks. something good because then yeah. we can see more of those kinds of games. Yeah, that's a shame, and it sounds like um we might have to uh break out Dota two sooner than later if that's the case. Um, if we don't see more of a pickup in these um more expensive um ambitious games sort of pick up the slack but i think um yeah that's the tricky part um those ambitious games they actually have to be good on release yeah well look there's a few things i'm looking forward to still yet to come out this year that's a fair bit of stuff like 
Look, I might, the new Call of Duty looks like it could be interesting. I might play through that story. But then yeah. we've got, yeah, Outer Worlds that I mentioned earlier. Outer Worlds, is, it, it looks fascinating. I've heard th- good things about RPG. that. Yeah, I've heard good things about that. I want to try that. Looks like Fallout in space. I'm, I'm sold. Yeah. Yeah, uh, then uh, what else is coming out? Uh, the new Dying Light, the new Dying Light game. Uh, I don't know if you ever played Dying Light 1, but I, I absolutely love mm. Dying Light 1. Not the greatest story, but while the gameplay was so fun, and I'd never played any of the Dead Island games, so the whole first-person melee zombie combat was new to me, and yeah, it was. A, I thought it was just a really well-designed game in general. Oh, okay, so I played Dead Island, and that was pretty damn good. Um, so yeah, it's the zombie apocalypse, sort of half yeah. Skyrim-y RPG. Well, well imagine... Um, Imagine like that as an action game, but you also have uh, a parkour as traversal, so you can climb over things and yeah. climb up over buildings and things like that. Yeah. And your character has less weight to it, so he moves around with a bit more uh, speed and agility. And it, yeah, it, it feels great to play. And it's a lot of fun. And the design of the world is obviously designed around the parkour and stuff. So yeah, yeah, great, great, great game. I'd, I'd definitely recommend that one. So yeah, no, we've got a. There's, there's still a lot to look forward to this year. Fortunately, there's uh, still a lot of games to come out. But yeah, I guess sometimes we'll have weeks like these where mm. we just got something garbage like Breakpoint to talk about. <laughs> with a couple of other bits oh, and I'm sure there'll be many more weeks like these. But um, and also leading up now that there's a name and a release date on the next gen consoles, we now know almost to a sense why. Um, I'd say. A lot of um, developers are working on the next titles. Yeah, that, that, that's you're 100% right there. Uh, this year's been, in general, a, a, a pretty average year for gaming, yeah. I think. My, my favourite game this year has been Control. And look, I, I love that game, but you know, it's no God of War. It's no Red Dead Redemption 2. It's no Horizon Zero Dawn. It, it didn't impress me with you know almost every single aspect, which you know it's it's that's a, a really high bar to be putting uh, uh, games up against. Yeah. But yeah, it just it just goes to show that this year just hasn't been that that stellar. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd have to give it some serious thought as to what was actually released this year that I'm super excited about. Um, you know, the Switch has had some good stuff. I really liked bit a bit out of um out 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 there, but. Crypt of the Necro Dancer. I don't know if you played that game on the PC. That was awesome. No, it's called the Necro Dancer. Um, Zach, it's about dancing your way through a through a zombie filled um, litany of dungeon crawler um, mess. It's all to a beat, and it's a lot of fun. Um, so they did a follow up. Um, they oh, were I'm very... smiling and nodding right now because the, the concept of this is sounds amazing it's yeah it's just a fun it's a really fun game it's a game in terms of gameplay that they nailed it's um and it was made by an indie developer low budget 2d animation and it it did really well on steam um and so there was a follow-up to that that no one was expecting and um they they teamed up with nintendo to do a zelda version of this and it was really fucking polished it was so much fun so i would say for me that was my game of the year because i was not expecting it it was nintendo doing something really creative and different and um you know utilizing their old their, their one of their key franchises and so much fun well i guess we'll have to wait and see with uh, this 2019 still has a few months left to change your mind so we'll have to see what happens there now look i was going to cut off I've, I've been started playing a little bit of uh destiny 2 new light the free-to-play version that came out uh, just uh, last week. Look, yeah, look, as I said, I've only played a little bit of it so far, so I'll, I'll wait till next week before I have more to say on that. 
but yeah, I think we've been going for long enough at this point. Um, did you have any any more game related stuff you wanted to talk about? Oh, I think we've um, I think we've covered in this in today. I think we've covered about um, ten or twelve games. By just as a side note, so I think uh, hopefully that's enough. Yeah, uh, we've we've now. covered a fair few, uh, depending on what what I end up leaving in here when I sit <laughs> down and fucking take hours and hours to edit this shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah so thank you everyone for listening to news to reviews again for another week please check out our facebook page it's just news to reviews Uh, you know uh, type that into facebook and that will come up give it a like give it a share i post the episodes up uh, weekly on a monday so if you you know if you're not already following it on the app that's a, a good way to know when a a new episode has been released and when to expect it uh, but yeah, other than that, um, yeah, that, that's that's it for me. What about you, Lockie? You're all good. Um, that's it. Thanks for listening. Um, apologies if anyone was upset by any of the things that we said. I know we uh we tackled some dicey subjects there. Um, China or Hong Kong, we we love you all, and we appreciate you all listening to our show. Yeah, and please, everybody out there, look after yourselves and look after one another.